Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. It's been on air for five minutes, you know that, don't I don't hear any music. <laughs> well, according to my clock, yeah, according wait, to wait, my wait, what uh, are you right now? Well, according to my stopwatch, we've been on air for over a minute. Ben, come back here. Are we on? <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the hell was the music? <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> okay. That's, that's going to require some editing, Eric. <laughs> Uh, it's a good thing I, uh, yeah, well, that was, uh, well, yeah. Where's Lisa when we need her? Uh, anyway, <laughs> a Karina. Anyway, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, and now Astronet Radio. You can now hear us on Astronet Radio at astronetradio.com. Cool. Is that why, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Steve, yeah. uh, I've been doing some heavy thinking. Are we on air? Yeah, we're on here. Already? I guess. Go on then. So anyways, I've been doing some heavy thinking, and, um, and I was reading this book called Ghostology. So oh, yeah. I have decided to write a companion book to this called Ghostology, The Lost Chapters. Ooh. And I will describe all the stuff that wasn't covered in the in ghostology for some reason. I have no clue. But, uh, yeah. So what do you think about that, Mr. Parsons? Well, you know, there's lots that weren't covered in ghostology. I missed out the laser grid. Uh, I, I don't know, think I mentioned laser... Ouija. Yes. I don't think Ouija boards either. And as you, you know, call the great collectors of Ouija boards, uh, yes. um, you know, would have spotted that. The fact yeah. there's no, no, no mention of Ouija boards, laser grids, um, uh, um, what Gold else axes. isn't mentioned? Lots of Gold things aren't mentioned. Go, well, that doesn't exist anyway, does it? Um, there's loads of stuff that isn't mentioned in ghostology. I mean, it's only, yeah, only 300 pages. What do I know? So, so I've decided to write this book called Ghostology, the uh, Lost Chapters. So there you go. Cool. I, I know you'd appreciate it, and I'll make a nice, uh, you know, Pink cover. I, I pink or should be, be a white. Nice. Should be a white cover, right? No, I, because of light. No, I think. Well, no, I think the next in the sequence was always going to be the red or the blue cover. So uh, pink. Not pink yours. Well. I'm not going to take oh, yours. So I have to be alternative. And by the way, you keep cutting oh. out on me. I don't know what that is. Not me. Yeah. It's not me. It's, yeah. not, it's not me. Fine, whatever. I, 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 my, or, uh, Perfect. Or Dio. You, so you, do, you cut out your, you break right up on it. No, uh, I did that. No, you just did it again. You keep breaking up. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. Stop so, breaking up. Yeah. So anyways, so anyways, uh, Ghostology, we talked about that. Uh, what else? And by the way, Ghostology is available uh, on Amazon, both UK and uh, US Amazon, right? 
And any Amazon that you're Amazon in India, Australia, uh, except the one, one in Brazil. All Amazons, except that one. Well, I don't know. It could float down the river, I guess. So is this some? Um, but uh, you've become a Ouija board collector. You've I have. Of the, I uh, have. Yeah, I saw that post. So how many? How many is now in the collection? I have quite a few, and I keep getting more. Uh, so we are, we're waiting uh, for someone to call in. But anyways, um, I have quite a few, and people keep sending me, uh, you know, more and more. I'm getting more and more. Let's put it this way. I'm getting more and more requests from people who have uh, cursed ones, uh, haunted ones, uh, demon ones. And I have a haunted one. Plain ugly ones. So... Uh, if you There's do a have a haunted Ouija board and you want to get rid of it, you can certainly contact me at any ghost project uh, at Comcast.net, and I will be happy to take it off the hands and put it with all my lovely collection of Ouija boards, Bibles, crucifixes, and other paraphernalia. You're becoming like the haunted collector of New England, aren't you? You're all the new John Zaffis. No, no, I don't consider myself that. Well, he only takes the... He only- he takes, he only takes the valuable stuff, doesn't he? Right, exactly. You know, uh, you'll take if you, have any, if you have any haunted donuts, I'd be happy to take those up. Too. Haunted donuts, any old haunted cheap, the cheap end of the market. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, there's a haunted Ouija board here you could have, um, an American one from 1942. Uh, cool. Two. Send it over. Uh, Genie loves Genie and Russ painted on the back in uh, nail varnish and uh, the story was that she used it to contact her deceased GI boyfriend after he passed away in the European theatre of war so there you go yeah I think think we're having problems with Skype by the way because you are breaking up a little bit on on your conversation especially from UK so anyways uh, joining us now is uh, someone who Steve and I both know and have both met, and he is a, a paranormal investigator, a, uh, uh, let's put, what's the word I can look for? He does news for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation and uh, is a member of Ghost Idea, and he is Mr. Nathan Mayer. Nathan, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, thank you. Good for afternoon, joining. Ron. Good evening, Steve. Hiya, Nate. Hello. So anyways, Nate, uh, I called you on the show because uh, I've had requests before about um, uh, about Ghost of Near, and people want to know more information about it. Uh, could you give us a little synopsis of what Ghost of Near is and so forth? Ghost of Near is a Rhode Island public access paranormal talk show and it can be found going through the Near Paranormal website mm-hmm. under the TV archive link. And it can be viewed on YouTube. And half the time we're in the studio um, interviewing guests, and the other times we're at a location uh, filming at a, um, either a guest or bringing a story to the world <laughs> oh that's cool uh you know i just thought of something now that uh and of course uh Q 
Keith Johnson and Sandra uh, are uh, the presenters on the show, correct? Yes. So I know that Keith is going to be up at uh, Spirit Quest this year, Angels and Demons. So that might be a good place to tape a little bit for your uh, ghost in in the fall. Yes, it would. And I'll bring that to his attention. attention. I'm going to see him tonight. I'll ask him, and he'll probably agree to it. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, you, you know, uh, But, I, you know, you sent me an email, and I was very much curious about it. And you said about... You and Keith are going to be in MASH? Yes, uh, Keith and I are in a play version of MASH uh, based on the book that the movie and the TV series was based off of. Really? This um, um, next week, next weekend, the 8th through the 10th, and the following weekend, 15th through the 17th, in Foster, Rhode Island. The game Carrigan missed the roll there at Hot Lips. What's that? What was that? I think something about Anne Carrigan missed the roll there at Hot Lips. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you can be radar. So, who, who, who do you play in, uh, in the play? Just curious. Well... They needed someone to fill in a couple of rows, and I agreed to play Hojan. He's a local Korean who basically cleans up after uh, Major Burns, uh, Hawkeye, and Trapper. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Johnson is playing who? He's playing Major Frank Burns. Oh, seriously? Well, that'll be funny. Yeah, he gets slapped around by um, Hot Lips. Oh, yeah, that's definitely be funny. That might be worse than the, the uh, price of a mission. And <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to come down and see it and because there's a, the only official haunted Rhode Island site nearby in that same town. If if the weather cooperates the night you, let, you go to the show. And, Steve, you can come along if you're... In the area, also. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> and and uh, you're talking about Ramtail, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a cool site. It's. Uh, I don't. Steve, do you know about Ramtail? No, don't know anything about Ramtail. I think that's fixed it for you, uh, audio-wise. Yes, it is. It's there. Yeah, you go. Yeah, much clearer. Mm. Uh, so, you want to tell us? Tell Steve a little bit what Ramtail is, uh, Nate. Ramtail used to be a factory, um, and they got their source from the water and water wheels. And the famous story that comes out of there was a caretaker or a part owner of um, the Ramtail factory, and he was found hung in the... Um, where he used to ring the bell to call the locals to work. And ever since, or X amount of time went by, people were hearing the bell and no one was in the factory. So they decided to take the bell out, but people were still hearing the bell go off. And it's the... ...himself, or the... or he was murdered and... 
um, only look like a hanging. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, and people, uh, go ahead. So, it, it's a, officially a haunted site, right? Is is that what, what's what's the actual title of it? Um, people just call it uh, Ramtail uh, Factory Ruins. Yeah, but it, and, it's got a tit- it's got a title from Rhode Island, right? Yes, in the census or some other document, it's listed as being haunted. In the official, officially, uh, official, officially declared haunted by the state of Rhode Island. Yes, that's <clears throat> that's quite unusual because we only have. Uh, I think there's only one one building in the entire UK that uh, has that designation, where it's been recognised by the state, as in you know, England, Britain. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's an unusual one. Yeah, that's why it was pretty cool. That's why I wanted to tell you about it. So, Nate, did you ever, uh, I assume you investigated Ramtail? I've never been to the actual site. I've been on really? the road. I ne- I've only been on the road that leads to the path, but once I get on the path, I get lost. So I need to go <laughs> with Keith sometime to get to the actual site. Mm-hmm. Now, One time uh, I... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Complete what you're saying. Oh, um, one time uh, a friend of mine and I parked in a historical cemetery or near the historical cemetery that's near there, and... I was just reading her the information in the in paranormal books I have about it, and I swear I heard like knocks like around her car when I was reading the description of it. But she didn't hear it, so I can't say whether or not I was just hearing things or if I actually heard that. Hmm, that's interesting. Now, Nate, you are a member of uh, Keith's uh, paranormal investigative team too, correct? Correct. Right. And uh, how long have you been doing that? Um, Since the beginning of 2008, I volunteered to be a crew member for Ghost Are Near. Mm -hmm. And about two years later, they asked me to be part of their team. So 2010 Mm -hmm. was my first investigation with them. Okay. And I assume you've gone on several several since then as well, right? Yeah, I've been on maybe, I don't know. I don't keep track of numbers, but... Uh, a lot? A lot? Uh, I want to say about 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... So, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just you complete your thoughts. You're the guest. I'm only the host. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple that stands out in my mind. The first one... It's not to do with the actual case. It's what happened before the case. We, Keith and Sandra had a lecture, and then we went to an investigation afterwards, and in between we got some food. But one of the investigators didn't tell us he was lactose intolerant, and we had pizza. Ah, Sounds like Steve. So when we went to the Mm -hmm. house in the middle of the interview, he had to use the bathroom, and... Let's just say there were some sounds coming out of the bathroom that wasn't ghost-related. Oh. 
That's <coughs> yeah. There's no real. But the next one, but it's not. not, not you, I got nothing. I got nothing. Now, you, how do you follow that? Well, you I don't know. really. You, you don't. You, well, apart from with an air freshener. <laughs> uh, something happened. On the way home, he was saying he was searching so hard for an air freshener, and thank God he found one. Uh, uh, that ever happened to you investigating Steve? Any of your members of your team ever get sick on an investigation? Uh, not that I can recall. I mean, pe people do get, you know, sick. Yeah, they turn exactly. up with, people turn up with, uh, you know, all manner of bugs and illnesses and then cough and bark throughout the investigation but oh which is great for recordings it is isn't it um but no i mean actually Anne is the usual one for getting sick but normally when we're doing the talk or a presentation uh, she develops either a migraine or uh, laryngitis okay. um, but no not not in terms of investigation i mean i th i guess part of it's down to a, a, a sheer endurance feat you know people tend to flag as the as the uh, investigation wears on uh, people tend to you know the energy levels drop but i don't recall anybody having to go off-site sick so uh, nothing like the pendleton witches no gosh gosh no we've never been we've never been psychically attacked or you know dropping like flies no no not dropping like flies no um Drop it. The desire to go home, you know, come come two o'clock in the morning. The desire to escape from a building and be anywhere else except in a haunted building mm -hmm. is paramount and foremost. But uh, nah, no, nobody's ever nobody's ever gone off sick. Not on our watch. There you go. You know, I mean, last weekend when I did that retreat, uh, I left for it and I developed a, a cold just as I was leaving. It's like I woke up with it actually, and. Uh, so it was tough um, to, you know, give 110 percent, um, but I did it. I, I sucked it up and, and did it. But, it, you know, the energy levels are not there, but you, you had to push beyond it. And I think you, you would do the same thing. Uh, and I'm thinking you, I'm sure you have in the past as well. Uh, there's certainly been times when um, you know you start you, you've booked to do something or something has been arranged and you're at a pretty low ebb or you you know you, you you're not a hundred percent at the start and you do you get through it somehow uh, you have to get through it somehow um, but I've never had anybody directly go off I don't recall any incident where um, anybody has gone off during an event as a result of the event or um, you know. Whilst we've been there, people have arrived sick and they've gone home sick. <laughs> mm -hmm. But nobody's so, got sick. Yeah. So, Nate, uh, I mean, and, and the investigations you have done, was there anything that, that really, you know, w was your ah home, aha moment where you really sat and said, wow, or, or anything like that? Nate? Um, there's one case where. Keith, his main thing, he does blessings in houses, and um, yep. at the very end of the blessing, he asks a sign for, of departure from the entity in that house. And I swear I heard a breath or a sigh towards my right shoulder, and I looked, and no one was there. And I can't explain it. I'm the only one who heard it, mm -hmm. but the client the husband and the family looked at me looking in that direction, but I don't know if he was looking at me because I was turning or he heard it too. I, I 
didn't ask him because mm-hmm. I didn't want him to be worried that there was something in his house or were there to make the client more comfortable in their house. Right. And uh, so, I mean, as far as evidence, I mean, you've collected some over the years and, and Keith has as well. What, what do you think uh, Nears is Nears' best evidence? Sandra has a video of a video, not a picture, of a white orb going towards the camera. Mm-hmm. And they do show it at their lectures sometimes, sometimes, and I think that's the best evidence. Like, it's not like a dust, it's like a glowing white ball. Mm-hmm. That's totally white that's come towards her when she's on the camera. I think that's best, um, their best evidence. Okay. Of course, they have tons of EVPs, but I think video evidence is a oh, higher so level. That's, a, that's exactly what I was going to ask you when you brought that up. So you think uh, video evidence uh, trumps uh, EVPs or, or audio evidence? Yes, I, I I do because people can see it with their own eyes. With EVP, you kind of have to listen and sometimes guess at what it's saying, and other people have other interpretations of what it is. But for a video, if it's not altered, which I don't believe that footage is um, at all, I think video trumps um, audio evidence. Okay, Steve, would you agree with that, that video trumps audio? Uh, well, while Nate was actually saying that, I was thinking that you can just as easily be fooled by video. Um, you can be by, by what you're seeing on a video um, as you can by uh, what you're hearing on an audio track. Sometimes the audio is unequivocal. You know, there are recordings that <laughs> there is no doubt that there is, you know, what is claimed to be there. But there are equally videos where, you know, proof of the paranormal, and you can see what actually is happening, that it's a blurring within the artif- uh, within the within the video um, itself that isn't necessarily paranormal. Um, I, think, I think, yeah, video is probably more compelling because um, it's harder to, it's harder to uh, misinterpret but it's equally, you know, it, it, it is likely that misinterpretation can take place. There are, you know, there are excellent examples of objects appearing within video which are claimed to be paranormal, which, you know, upon examination just aren't. Um, but that can apply equally to audio. But I'd say, I'd, I'd go with Nate, that probably video is fractionally uh, more reliable mm-hmm. in terms of... Because often a video track will also have an accompanying audio track. And I know, I was just thinking that. Uh, for, yeah. for example... If it, you know, if it didn't, if, you ha- if it didn't, would you have... Would the video be... be if you didn't have audio, would, would a piece of video evidence still be more relevant than uh, in a piece of audio evidence? If it didn't well, have... 
Well, one of the advantages of video that you do have, particularly if it's from a, a, um, a decent quality digital recorder or a CCTV security recorder, is that you have a time code um, which you can interrogate with, a, with some software and you can at least verify very quickly whether the, whether the uh, video has been in any way uh, tampered with. Um, you know, because any editing will will usually destroy the time code, or if there's any been cut in or inserted into it, uh, so it does give you that that little bit of extra um, assistance when it comes to verifying the integrity of the footage. But you you then open it all up to all that human stuff afterwards. You know, if people want to see faces in in walls or shapes in in the shadow. Right, and, and sometimes video can be uh, deceiving and, and not by any uh, uh, falsehood or anything, by, by anybody trying to doctor it or anything. If it, it's, a lot of times it's a perspective of view. Uh, you know, I know in my course, uh, Paranormal CSI, we go into that and, and describe how uh, we sometimes we see things, and, and you're right what you see, but you're only seeing it from one perspective. You don't see it from all perspectives, and s people from two different sp perspectives can be both right, but at the same time be both wrong because they're not seeing the total uh, picture. Yeah, and it also because it comes down to our, I remember there's no point in me really describing the advert here in the UK because uh, it was only shown ever in the UK uh, and it showed a, a chase by a black youth um, running through the streets and it, your first impression was the, the sort of stereotypical black youth was a criminal running away from in actual fact he was running to save somebody and it, it comes down to your perspective and your, your belief you know if you believe in a certain thing if you believe that orbs are paranormal um, then you are likely to see and interpret a white blob on, 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 on a picture as a paranormal orb. If you are, you know, if your mindset is otherwise, then you are more likely to be dismissive. Yeah. And we apply that same logic to uh, sounds that we hear, to videos that we view, to pictures that we look at, and even to accounts that we're told. When people, somebody describes their experiences, we still apply our own layer of um, personal opinion and belief to... to right. What we're uh, exp what, you know what we're being told. I, I know we're running out just about out of time before the break, and we can say hi to Nate. Uh, Nate, is there one particular piece of equipment you like to use more than any others? You mean other than yourself? Uh, oh, no, that's fine. If you think is that what you like to use, just your own uh, senses. I like to use my own senses. I might be. I don't have any ability, but at this moment, there's no equipment to capture ghosts. They're, they're made to capture the theory what ghosts are, what people come up with, and I think yourself is the best equipment. And if you're not feeling well, if you know beforehand you're not feeling well or in a bad mood, you shouldn't be on an investigation because that's going to alter your Darn! I'm always on a bad mood on an investigation. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyways, we, we've <laughs> got we've to say goodbye because uh, we're coming up on break. So, Nate, give out the website for Anir and uh, Ghost Anir one more time, please. Uh, New England 
Anomalies research can be found at nearparanormal, N-E-A-R, paranormal.com. And you can find the archive to Ghost Are Near on, um, under one of the tabs, and you can view it on YouTube. Okay, Nate, thank you so much for taking uh, your time out of your day and spending a little bit of time with Steve and I. And, uh, thanks, Nate. We, we look forward to seeing you My again. My pleasure, as always. Thank you. Yeah, See thanks, Nate. In the fold. So, yep. So anyways, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles um, International right here, Tojanet, Pararex, and now Astronet Radio. So check us out. Spirited conversation and the occasional voice of the deceased will bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. that caught me out the heartbeat started earlier normally we've had the um downton abbey trailer and then we had the windsoul studio um retreat trailer so i was good job i was listening then wasn't it anyway <clears throat> there we go welcome back to part two of ghost chronicles international now broadcasting not only on talking net para x but astral projection net no 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 astro net yeah Radio. i was close enough astral projection net and your ghost box uh if you're tuning into part two of ghost chronicles international you've missed the guest because they were only in part one so that was a very good guest. That was Nate from Any Near Paranormal, New England Anomaly Research Paranormal, who are down down a little bit from one in Massachusetts because they're in Rhode Island, home of Family Guy. Yeah, you say so. Yeah, there so you go. But it is, that's a cohog. All right, so <coughs> uh, Ghost, Ghost uh, Chronicles yeah. International is also brought to you by the word of the day, which is ectoplasm. Ooh. Tell me more, Mr. Parsons. Um, well, what is there to tell? Ectoplasm, this much maligned, and you know, it's a substance that does not appear in modern ghost photographs because we, uh, there is this sort of mistaken belief that every time you get a misty um, 
something on your photographs, people now refer to it as ectoplasm or teleplasm or psychoplasm. Or, in fact, I have ectoplasm energy drink, actually. Ghostbusters ectoplasm energy drink. Um, But the word uh, refers to these emanations that come realistically from mediums and psychics um, in the form of a physical substance that emanates from the body of the medium. Oh! Uh, and it is used by the uh, uh, the spirit world to 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 move things and to manipulate things. In fact, it's been measured scientifically. Uh, Dr. William Crawford developed a set of scales um, in order to measure the ectoplasmic forces that were applied. And I think also uh, several others did, but I remember Crawford's particularly. The word actually derives from the Greek ektos and plasma, meaning a mysterious substance streaming out of the body of the medium, uh, which we've already talked about. Um, <clears throat> apparently, according to the um, Encyclopedia of Psychic Science, uh, it is... So is that def- a legit... Is that legit? Well, the, the Encyclopedia of Psychic Science was written over 50 years ago by Nanda Fodor and Oliver Lodge, who were eminent psychical researchers back in their own day. Um, I, you know, uh, Lodge was one of the leading members of the Society for Psychical Research. Uh, Fodor was another of the leading psychical investigators of his day. In fact... Um, the, the reference to these streaming materials or this sort of um, emanation from psychics and mediums is also made uh, by Swedenborg uh, in a many, many, uh, I think over a century earlier. Uh, in one of his visions, he speaks of a vapor streaming from a port of his body, which then became a, a, a visible watery vapor that fell down to the ground as a vapor. Um, so... It is one of the uh, one of the sort of uh, materials that, that that have been said um, that were produced by mediums or produced by spirits from um, the emanations, the physical body of the medium. They take material from the physical body of the medium um, in order to produce this, this fluid substance. When it's been tested it's invariably found of course, because there, are, there have been samples taken. Of That's it. what I was going to ask you. There are actual recorded are. samples of us. There are. Samples have been taken and in fact I think there's still a few around in jars in the uh, archive of the Society for Psychical Research. Um, they were, When they've been tested they invariably turn out to be um, egg white, or some of the albumin substance. Um, also, uh, muslin, buttercloth, uh, this sort of um, uh, woven material that uh, has been regurgitated by mediums and claimed to be ectoplasm. It's very rare, in fact, it's almost un- unheard of these days uh, in the, uh, to be produced by mediums. Uh, but is often referred to in photographs. Uh, you, you see mist, uh, a mist-like um, appearance right. of photographs that people say, oh, that's ectoplasm. Um, that's, but that's, that's, that's why we came up with this little segment is because yeah. you and I were talking after last week's show and someone had put some ectoplasmum on the internet and, and people misuse words so often so we decided to as a part of our, our uh, uh, public service 
uh, we decided to give the proper uh, definitions of words and to educate the public. So we came up with this new segment, uh, the word of the day. Yeah. And, no. and uh, it, it's, you know, I have to, you know, I, I've, got, I've seen photographs of ectoplasm, unfortunately, uh, because, uh, of course, um, what's his name? Oh, God, I just can't forget it. Thomas Glendon Hamilton, uh, a, uh, research, a physician and psychic researcher in Canada, uh, set up a seance room and took uh, head banks and cameras for and took pictures and captured so many photographs in 1939 that he has his own wing at the University of Manitoba. But when I saw the actual photographs taken uh, that were still in possession of his granddaughter, I was uh, really much to my chagrin that the ectoplasm uh, so much resembled God's uh, and I was totally disappointed. Well, there have been some, some better descriptions of it uh, as a jelly-like or gelatinous substance. Uh, Price uh, came up with a device called the Shadow Graph, which projected a red light onto um, um, a background screen in order that the... Uh, the oh, it's, it was often called teleplasm or... Um, these sort of protuberances, which which would develop into hand or finger like um, or tentacle like uh, structures, um, and they would manipulate things within the within the seance room, and were witnessed not just um, by by uh, one or two people, but by several people. Some people describe them as glowing or pulsating. Um, and this is this is very very different to anything you know. This is we're dealing with a, a the description of what is apparently a physical material um, that seems to be exuded from and retracted back into the medium. Now, that's the description the, the description from the witnesses. Um, however, do we have do we have any video or, or, or photographic evidence? That's there is the lots and lots of photographs of um, of ectoplasm. Um, many books on, on on psychical research from the period of the 1920s, when when they're dealing with physical mediumship, will include photographs of um, uh, 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 ectoplasm or teleplasm, uh, as it as it was also called. Um, however, the, the very few samples that are captured that that have been taken. Um, all have been demonstrated to have been a perfectly normal substance. Um, some, uh, you know, egg white, egg albumen, uh, or, as you say, uh, cloth. Or as indeed in the case of um, Helen Duncan, it was cloth soaked in, um, you know, the, the contents of somebody's stomach because she was regurgitating oh. this. Well, she was regurgitating this stuff. Oh. Um, the, the problem it's a dirty is have, business. It is. We have, some, we have some excellent, exa- uh, excellent descriptions of these rods, of these uh, protuberances, of these emanations, these these physical uh, extensions of the medium's body, um, but we don't have any hard evidence. 
apparently be, and there are lots of reasons why we don't have our hard evidence. Well, I thought you told me there are samples still floating. There around. are samples, but there are not very many samples. And the reason for the not very many samples is because uh, where people have, have said, can we take a sample, the medium has often come back with, well, we'll obviously no, the spirit will won't let you and you're harming the medium because you're taking right. bits of the medium in effect um so yeah but there are there are lots of photographic examples in fact if you just type in uh, ectoplasm on the internet you will see lots of examples however a lot of them nowadays that you, you know if you type a simple into google so yeah you're going to see you a myth a lot basically modern, yeah. you will get a lot of this modern myth but the, you know if you if you troll through google uh, and the, the many pages that come up you will get you know uh, the 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 much earlier seance to, uh, ectoplasm the classical ectoplasm not the modern right and and, and that's the cool thing i mean there's so much um mystery in what we do that that makes in fact you know i I, i'm just looking at this thing now and it says as we acquire more knowledge things do not become more comprehensible but more mysterious and that of course was albert schweitzer um and and that's kind of what it is in in what we do the more knowledge we have and the more we think we have figured out uh there are more mysteries that are out there that we can't figure out wow we solve some. Um, nah. you know, we can solve some. Well, we can. You we solve can. some according to... Some. To, wait, wait, let me... According to uh, certain points of view. Uh, some believe, you know, somebody's, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you might give evidence saying that this is one thing or another and someone else will look at it totally different and say give you a, another set of evidence saying aha see it this is different for instance well, orbs i mean you might say orbs are uh uh particles of dust rain or the camera or whatever and then they'll say well i know that but i've captured these and they are not that so once again it's all according to how you interpret that well, there is that human element, but the human element isn't always correct. You can't always turn around and say, because somebody will, in, will you know, there are a lot of people who believe, and an increasing number of people who believe that the Earth is flat and that we have been lied to for the last 400 years. By you know Copernicus. it's growing, right? It is growing. It is growing at a frightening rate, the flat Earthers, and they, they, they will present you with and i've watched some of these videos and initially you know you think well that that's they're presenting a good case yeah, it you know seems they've interesting distorted they've distorted reality sufficiently to present an excellent and compelling argument for why the earth is flat mm-hmm. however you know their argument is is built on sand uh, and um there is a lot of better evidence. You know, they, they deny the existence of satellites. Uh, they deny the existence of uh, our ability to uh, orbit the Earth because obviously you can't orbit something that that's flat. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, so when you go up uh, the they, plane they, and, they say, and, and you see the the horizon uh, and it's curved, and uh, that's uh, well, it isn't apparently according to them, and they yeah, they will okay. they will they will give you excellent examples of how you can stand at one side of uh, of a box 
body of water, um, like one of the Great Lakes, and you can see, you know, buildings and, and structures way, way, way beyond the, the um, curvature of the Earth should allow you to do. But that doesn't allow for the refraction and the, diffra- the refractive index of air, which allows the, the light waves to bend as well. Um, but yeah, it, on and of first, course, if, if, you, if you jump up and if the Earth's revolving, you should not land in the same spot, right? I do know I've heard that one as well. Um, there was a very good one about about, about the fly, you know, a fly in a, in a jetliner, how it doesn't how all the flies don't, and the stewardesses don't stick to the back of the uh, the back of the airliner, um, or how one guy who's uh, I was watching a video quite recently about the flat Earth. I mean, I don't know how we got onto flat Earth, but he That's demonstrated right. like how we. How, how if you cut, if you uh, if the runway is orientated north south, um, a plane coming into land, say for example, would never be able to reach the runway because the runway is moving sideways faster than plane is moving towards it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it would it miss the runway. Um, but clearly, it doesn't miss the runway um, because you know we do understand flat. stuff because the Earth is perfectly flat, as you know. Um, in fact, there was a, the best one I've, I've I've seen so far is the guy that. The disc Earth. Now, I'm not talking about um, uh, what's his name, the author, Discworld. Uh, but this guy come up with this really com- uh, decent argument that, well, what's on the other side? If the Earth is flat, what's underneath us? Well, another one, and they can come round the edge. Right. <laughs> and, and that explains flying saucers. We well, see if we're one, if we're flat. Yeah. If the Earth is flat. The guy was saying. So, uh-huh. was, well, there must be an underside, there mustn't there? You know, ah. you, the dish must have a bottom, which, of course, is a 180 flip. So uh-huh. they're underneath. So uh, you know, it, it's still theoretically to, possible to dig a hole to China. Uh, it wouldn't be a very deep hole either. Ah. Uh, because, you know, alternative China would, well, wherever it is, uh, would just be maybe a few kilometers beneath us, uh, just upside down and the other way around. How? Spooky is that, but of course, completely unreachable unless you dug through because you'd have to go round the edge of the disc, so it would be like going from the top of the plate to the bottom of the plate, uh-huh. um, and that would explain you know the the bottom of the plate is Atlantis, as this guy said. Oh, uh, this advanced, well, that makes sense. advanced. I was wondering what would happen to Atlantis, you know. Well, I was, you know, this yeah, is why they this is why they sunk, they didn't, they're just beneath us. Um, and, uh. They're coming around the edges of the disc uh, in their flying saucers and craft and uh, visiting us periodically. Ah, so, I mean, someone's done a lot of heavy research into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, presumably, you know, uh, mushrooms, um, alcohol, uh, we're, all, we're all played a part in this. But the point is, I mean, we're taking the mickeys lightly, but the point is, you can put forward a very compelling argument, uh, exactly. you know, if your beliefs sustain it, that, that you believe the world is flat, or that you believe the orbs are paranormal, or that you believe in, you know, the, in demons and devils interacting with us, um, possessing us. Whatever your belief structure is, you can put forward, um, you know, if you believe that you the media find is... exactly, yeah, exactly the information you need to support yeah. your argument. Exactly. Um, and you can make a very compelling case and you can convince others and then you can describe it as a theory and you can, you know, you can write books. And there are lots and lots of books written about all of these crazy ideas that we call crazy. Mm-hmm. But our ideas are ideas that orbs are dust and moisture are described as crazy by the believers. 
Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a, an interesting equal. world we live in, Mr. Parsons. Yeah. Well, it might—is it flat or is it disc-shaped or is it? Well, I'm really not sure now. I, I, you know, I thought <laughs> I knew, but I'm uh, I'm reassessing my uh, my thoughts now because uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna practice jumping when I get done. See if I land in the same spot. You know, because if I am off a little bit, then I could figure that would be the rotation if I don't land the exact same spot. Then. Well, there there was that an interesting experiment done in the nineteen twenties. I can't remember the name of the thing now. It was done with um, a light beam and a spinning table um, that apparently showed that the Earth has to be flat because um, it, it it demonstrated that relativity can't exist. I can't remember the name of the damn experiment now as well. That's all right. I, I can't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not really in my ballpark area of expertise. You know, I deal with dead people, not flat earth. Yeah, um, you know, something you can put your hands on. But it was interesting to watch this idea about people's belief. The other thing I've been exploring lately is this why, idea. Why is there somebody touching somebody's bum on, in, in your book? Sorry? Oh, I was looking at, uh, yeah, at Ghostology. a man touching it. Wait a minute. No, what kind not. of pictures do you it's have psychic, in this book? It's a psychic medium who... What kind of pictures do you have in this book? I just turned another page and I'm... Uh, this is, this is bordering on obscene here. Well, I buy the book and find out. Uh, what it is, during a seance, of course, mm -hmm. uh, the medium is crying out for, if you can hear my voice, touch somebody! And somebody got uh -huh. touched on the small of the back, just above the butt. Uh -huh. And the medium said, thank you, do it again, do it again! And they did. It's, however, right. I was watching the whole thing with a thermal imaging camera and could see what uh, was really happening. Have you seen this uh, gun sight uh, image on the flare where it is? Um, well, it depends what page. What page are you on? Page 252. Well, bear with me. I'm only on 195. Page 250. Uh -huh. we're, we're talking right. about uh, like the, the book Ghostology, Out of the Ghost Hunter by Mr. Stephen. Do you know how long it has been since? Okay. Page 252. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the temperature in the central gun sight is shown in the left corner. Uh, central gun sight, uh, This is yeah. a, a low-resolution image of a figure of a man doing sit-up. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I never really thought of it. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. I can see that clearly evident. <laughs> well, it just shows the difference between the, the, the thinking of the, the way your mind works and the way my mind works, <laughs> because I'm... Countless you, times you, you realize now everybody's going to go out and buy Ghostology and see page <laughs> 52. You know that, don't you? Do you know what? Funnily enough, when we got the very first thermal camera, uh, uh -huh. just put me in mind of something we did right at the very start, and because it was based on Channel 4 stuff um, yeah. here in the, in the UK, we set up a page called Thermoporn. Um, which, which Which started off as just, it was, you know, like techno porn. It was, just thermal, you know, it, there was no pornography. It was just the, the excitement of thermal right. imaging back in, you know, the back in two thousand six, seven. Um, but then one of our mainstream broadcasters were doing one of these sex education late night TV shows, and they shot the whole thing in thermal imaging, so as not to offend the viewers by being overly graphic. So they're using a thermal imaging camera. Seriously, um, oh my God. Yeah, oh my God. So it did actually turn into that. So we were slightly ahead of the curve with thermoporn, and it just put me in mind of that. We actually had a sort of joke webpage you know, called thermoporn, um, but it was all about pictures taken with a thermoporn.
actual imaging camera, but not pornographic. It was just, you know, like techno porn and car porn. And... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you and I both know that uh, certain uh, images, I, uh, camera clothes, I mean, certain I, uh, cameras can see through clothes. Uh, they can, and that that is disgusting. Ghostology. They actually they actually can't. They just it's a it's a, a an amount. It's the way they reflect. Uh, they pick up reflected infrared light. They can give the impression of seeing through clothes. Ah, and, that's and they can be quite graphic. They can act, yes, it is, and they can be quite graphic. There's also in, I think in ghostology. There's also a how to because back in uh, uh, ninety six ninety seven. There was, there was quite an outcry against Sony uh, when they manufactured these cameras and people were going, oh my God, they've come up with the x-ray cameras, which of course pushed the sales right through the roof. Uh, Sony had to, re- had to respond. Which page 252 will do for a ghostology. Yeah. Uh, Sony had to respond and what they did is they altered the, the, uh, the way the um, night vision exposure system works so it would, it would um, basically blow out the exposure if it if, the lights were on so that you couldn't get this this um, x-ray uh, camera effect going on but i think in ghostology it actually tells you how to get around it i think i actually include the how to make your camera into a camera that can apparently see through clothes again um, <laughs> yes this is, this is a really good book uh yeah ghostology yeah. god of porn i mean uh god of the ghost hunter ghost porn Ghost porn. Do you know, it's funny, actually, because uh, in, in terms of uh, thermal imaging, I remember uh, going out on an investigation. Back in about 2007, we took a night vision camera. We had one of the early night vision cameras out with us. Uh, and it was, it was early days. People hadn't seen them. Um, you know, they, they'd seen them perhaps once or twice on television shows, but we actually had one, and we, yeah. know, we spent a great deal of money getting this thing. And we had an. We were out doing an investigation, and um, it was a location where the the, the the toilet facilities were behind uh, a fence, behind a, a sort of tarpaulin shield, mm-hmm. because we were in an outdoor location. And so we'd set up a toilet. Um, it was on a battlefield ghost uh, ghost investigation. So we set up a, a, a toilet area. None of, not, it turned out a lot of people wouldn't actually use the toilet. They would walk 100 yards off into the bushes and the, in the distance. And we go, well, why are you going over there? We, you know, we, we've carried these porta potties up and we put tents up and enclosures. And it was because people perceived that the camera, the thermal imager, was able to see through this, um, through the tent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they had this, completely wrong idea um well you know that's that's what i would always do when uh uh we first started we had an ir camera as well and uh when i would get somebody new into the group uh, and we'd go do an investigation especially if it was a woman and uh you know i'd be scoping with the ir camera and i would always say to him uh you do know they can see through clothes right and then you'd always see them going oh closing their legs or uh, fixing their clothes <laughs> <laughs> well you can slightly i mean it's possible to tell yes, some things yes, about yes. about the it's, it's about, about um, yeah exactly. yeah i mean you can tell you could tell whether they've got the thermal underwear on or whether they've got their, you know, their, yeah. um, their skimpy underwear on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that simply because, it, you know, the, the more layers of clothing between the skin and the, the outside, the more or less heat is 
or infrared energy is, is allowed, you know, th into the camera. Um, right. So oh, thank God that's the bell. <laughs> yeah, before we go right down, edit we this. We did that. We went on a road we should have never gone down, but that's no, fine. So next week it'll be brought to you by the words, oh, I don't know, we haven't decided yet. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll it's a surprise. We'll let them Censorship. Know. Yeah, <laughs> could be. So anyways, uh, you can tune in tomorrow night in Ghost Chronicles Next Generation here at Tojinet and Pararex, uh and Astronet uh, Radio as well. And uh, my host and guest will be uh, Transmedia Maureen Wood, my partner and co-author of Ghost Chronicles and um, Ghost Today. So she'll be joining me tomorrow night, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we haven't done a show together for a long time, so uh, it's still... Uh, the original shows I've done with her are still uh, very popular. So, there you go. So, Steve, what do you got coming up? Anything? Uh, no. Oh, yes, yes. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going, yeah. Um, I'll tell you about it next week, but I've got something pretty interesting on Thursday. Oh, excellent. Uh, so, I also want to mention as well that uh, on April 15th, I will be doing a uh, Victorian table tipping event uh, at the Unitarian Church in Andover. Uh, if you've never done table tipping, come on in. If you've done it before, come in anyways. Uh, you can wear a Victorian dress if you like. In, in courtesy of Mr. Uh, Parsons, we have Victorian uh, seance music, and we're all excited about it. So uh, go to the website, uh, anyghostproject.com, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you can uh, see how you can register for that, or you can go to circlesofwisdom.com and uh, find out from there as well. So there you go. So it's time to wrap it up. Uh, Steve, thanks an awful lot. And remember, uh, page 252 in Ghostology. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> Good night. Your sales will go through the roof with page 252. <laughs> it's not that bad. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.